welcome to our Friday Awesome Worship Experience, simply known as All. We are your hosts, Sean and Sharon. We invite you to sit back, relax, and worship with us as we hear the Word of God. The stone of a firm foundation. We have to make sure that we everything that we hear from the Bible or from the preacher or from anyone is on a firm foundation. And that mm -hmm. foundation is uh, has four parts that I found out. The first part is the Bible is the truth. The Bible has the truth. And we find that in Isaiah 8.20. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. Uh-huh. And then the second one is 2 Timothy 3.16 and verse and 17, which says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is mm -hmm. profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So the first one is the Bible is the truth. The Bible has the truth. The second one is God never changes. Mm -hmm. It's very important that we have understand this. God never changes. And we find that in Malachi 3.6, which says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Then we also go to Hebrews 13.8, which says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, mm -hmm. today, and forever. Amen. So that really tells us Jesus is God, and God never changes. It's very important. We need that. So one, the Bible is the truth. The Bible has the truth. Two, God never changes. Three, um, number three is love covers all sin. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God, Jesus, is love. So we, saw we, we Jesus is God. We find that out. So God, Jesus, is love. The first one is um, in Proverbs 12, 10, which says, Hatred stareth up strife, but love covers all sin. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, and the next text is First uh, John four seven eight, which says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. For, uh, for beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love." So the first thing is the Bible has the truth. The but I mean the Bible is the truth. The Bible has the truth. Secondly, God never changes. Thirdly, love covers all sin. Why? Because God, Jesus, is love. And the fourth point that we need to understand, which makes up that foundation stone, which is Jesus Christ, is the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. The Holy Spirit leads us. Um, it's always with us, leading us into all truth unless we drive him away. Mm -hmm. And so we find that the Holy Spirit was there in Genesis 1 and verse 2, when it says that the Spirit of the Lord was moving upon the waters. And then we find out what the Spirit of the Lord does in John 13, 16, 13, and 14. It says, how be it the Spirit of truth, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he shall guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and mm -hmm. he will show you things, show you things to come. For he shall not, for he shall glorify me, 
that's Jesus, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mine and shall show it unto you. So again, we see that Jesus is that answer that we're going from. The Holy Spirit will tell us what Jesus has told us. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. So number mm -hmm. one, the Bible is the truth. The Bible has the truth. Number two, uh, uh, God never changes. Number three, love covers all sin. Why? Because God, Jesus, is love. And number four, the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, is always with us, leading us into all truth, unless we drive him away. Mm -hmm. Now, I every time I speak, I try to come down on this. Because I need to understand where my foundation lies. And mm -hmm. that is in Jesus and the Bible alone. Mm -hmm. Not in this preacher or that preacher or the other preacher. But what I want to talk to us today about is I heard preachers say this many times. They said, they said, um, I must call out sin. I must call sin by his right name. Uh, I must tell them that they're sinning. Or I must do this, or I must do that. And we're always telling people what sin is and calling out sin. Well, my question that I ask myself is, should we call out people? Is it our responsibility to call out sin? I thought about that for a while. Then I said, I need to bring my answer from the Bible. Bible. It needs to be from the Bible. So... The first thing I have here is Jesus has told us something to help us understand the Bible, to help us study. And that is um, Luke 10, verses 25 and 26. And this is how you analyze scripture. Not the preacher. The preacher should do this. But we ourselves need to analyze scripture because Jesus is showing us here how to analyze scripture. Verse 25 says this. Behold, a certain lawyer stood up tempting him, tempting Jesus, mm -hmm. saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? Jesus asked him two questions. I'm going to give it into the vernacular that I normally speak, uh, into my personal vernacular. It, he said, what did the Bible say? That's the first thing Jesus asked him. And the second answer, uh, second question he asked him is, what did you hear the Bible say? So the Jesus is giving us a, a way to decipher the Bible. He wants us to read it first, then think about it and explain it to ourselves. What did the Bible say? What did you hear the Bible say? And if you read on down, the man answered that and Jesus says, you're not not too far from the kingdom. It's very important that we we not see what the, the pastor or the teacher or somebody else thinks about the Bible. We need to read it for ourselves and then try to understand it for ourselves by breaking it down. So that's very important. You need to ask these two questions. What, did the, what does the Bible say? And what did I hear the Bible say? Now we're going back to this question here. Should we call out people? Is it our responsibility to call out sin? Well, we have a text here. and We want to go to Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5. 
And we want to look at verses 14 through 16. And the question is, that we're asking is this, what are we supposed to be and how are we supposed to act? What are we supposed to be and how are we supposed to act? The Bible says there, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all the house, and to all that are in the house. Mm -hmm. Verse 16. Let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Now, is that... Calling out sin, is that letting my light shine? I'm not sure. We need to go on. We have another one. We're going to go two um, chapters over to Matthew 7. And we're going to look at verse 12. Matthew 7 and verse 12. And the question is here. Uh, how should we as the children of God treat all people no matter what the situation is? No matter what the situation is. Matthew 7, 12. It says, therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. The whole Bible, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, that's what you do. Do I want people to call out my sin? And do I want <laughs> people to uh, um, make my sin known? Uh, um, hmm. And let me think. Now, we have another text. We like to stick with the Bible. The Bible is coming down hard. That's Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. And the question we have on Philippians 4, 8 is, as believers, what should, we, what should be the standard that supports our thought processes? What should be the standard that supports our thought processes? And it says there, finally, brother, uh-oh, I think this is it. Whatsoever things are true, mm -hmm. whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, mm -hmm. and whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. It's calling out sin, lovely and honest and good report. It makes me want to think. Make me want to think. So uh, the last one, I wasn't going to do this one, but I have to go back to it. We're going to go right back to Matthew chapter 7. And we want to look at verses 1 through 5. And the question here is, did God give anyone the responsibility to call out sin? To judge others. Ooh. <laughs> Matthew 5, verse 1, and we're going from one, from 1 to 5. It says here, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And, that, uh, and why beholdest thou a mote in thy brother's eye? Now, I look up that word moat. It says a gnat, an atom. It says something very minuscule, amoeba, something you can't hardly even see. I'll go again. 
Why beholdest thou a mote in thy brother's eye, and considers not the beam in thine own eye? Now we saw well, in big buildings, they put a beam across to hold up the ceiling. So a moat, something you can't see, and a beam in your own eye. In our own eye. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me, I mean, let me pull out the moat out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast the beam out of thine own eye, then thou shalt see clearly to cast the moat out of thy brother's eye. Mm. That's kind of rough. Mm -hmm. That's kind of rough. But we should tell people when they're sinning. We should tell them. Well, the person who is the best answer of this question, we need to go to the hymn. And who is the best answer for this question? Jesus. That is Jesus. And so I would like us to turn to Matt, I mean, John chapter 8. And Jesus, there's a story here in John chapter 8. And we're going to talk about it as we go along. Okay. We're going to read verses 1 to 11. Then we're going to look back at it. John chapter 8, verse 1. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people, and all the people, and mm -hmm. all the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. Jesus went to the mountain to pray. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, he came into the temple. And all the people came into him. In the temple at that time, I say, let, I'm just going to be conservative. and say there was about 200 people in the temple at that time. Remember, in the morning, they had the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And all the people who had sinned before would come. So... Truthfully, it was probably between five and 10,000 people, but we just want to say two, uh, 200, okay? But it says all the people, that's why I read that three times, all the people came into him and he sat down and taught them. Now, Jesus went into the mountain and spoke to his father and then he came down and had class. And then the subject matter came. And the scribes and Pharisees brought into him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her before, um, set her in the midst, they said in him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What says thou? Now I looked up that law because I'm just kind of of that way. Leviticus 20 and verse 10 says the law. It says the adulterer and the adulteress. And I thought, mm -hmm. wait, they brought the lady, but they didn't bring the man? Right. The Bible says in Leviticus, the law that they're quoting from Moses said the adulterer, the man, and the adulteress, mm -hmm. the woman. Mm -hmm. So why would they bring the woman? That's where I was thinking. But Jesus wasn't even thinking there. Why? Because Jesus was looking at the woman who they brought caught in adultery. And he is the one, he is doing his job. He is intending, he has gone out to save her. When I intend it, he's done, he's going to do that. He mm -hmm. is there to save her. And so it says here, uh, 
and they said tempting him uh they said this they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him but jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not so when they continued asking him he lifted up himself and said unto them he that is without sin among you let him cast a stone at her. Amen. And again, he stooped down and began and wrote on the ground. Now, Jesus said, he that's without sin among you. We're going to verse nine. And they heard it. It says he stooped down and, and wrote on the ground. And they heard it. And they heard him writing on the ground. Woo. <laughs> and they heard it. That, mm. And being convicted in their own consciences, consciences went out one by one, beginning from the oldest, the most mm -hmm. highest, the most holy, <laughs> even unto the last. Hmm. And Jesus was left alone with the woman, was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Now, I just want to stop there for a moment. And think about that. Jesus said, he that is without sin among you casts a stone at her. I put myself in Mary's place. Mm -hmm. She knew she was dead. dead Because that was not, um, there was nothing in that statement that says you're going to live. Yeah. It all pointed. She knew she had sinned. They knew she had sinned. She was caught in the act. And he said, he that is without sin among you casts a stone at her. You know, you see people going around all acting all holy all the time. We have preachers and teachers and people acting like they're so good and holy. And mm -hmm. these people were the leaders in his day, the leaders of the church. They, mm -hmm. you know, they were acting holy. Mm -hmm. They were so holy. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But they left out of there. And I know she heard, she was looking for a stone to hit her. But mm -hmm. nothing happened. She heard people running away. She probably opened one eye to see what's happening. What's happening? <laughs> they were running away. And then uh, she, it says Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman and said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee? Now, the reason I asked that, oh, I need to go a little bit further. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. So it was Jesus and the woman standing there alone. Mm -hmm. Was Jesus and the woman the only people standing there? Mm -hmm. No. Everybody that left was the ones that came and accused her. He was in class. Remember, he had his class. Over yeah. 200 people. All of them looking at God standing. And all these men who were so pious, so holy, getting out of there. And the only thing they heard is says, he that is without sin among you cast a stone at her. And all of them ran out. So the whole class was there. They didn't condemn her. They mm -hmm. were just watching the lesson. They were learning. Remember, school had stopped. Jesus there, uh, those people took off and got out of there. 
He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Mm. Mm. That was rough to me. Jesus, mm -hmm. whoo. Jesus, now, we have another question. Woo. Um, the number question, we just read verse, um, we're looking at 8, verse 10. What is the name, what name did Jesus use when he pointed out people who, who catch other sin? What name? Anybody remember that name? Accusers. Accusers. Well, uh, we have to hold on to that. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 10. Sorry, Revelation chapter 12. In verse 10, chapter 12, in verse 10. And the question we're asking, what name was given to the devil that also tells what he does? Accuse of the brethren. Come on now. Uh, you got to read it. You just can't be hollering out. <laughs> you got to read it. Don't be hollering out no name. You got to holler it out. It says, rejoice ye heavens. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and, unto the sea, and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, mm -hmm. because he knoweth... Ooh, I'm sorry, that's not verse 10. No. <laughs> verse 10. And I heard with a loud voice saying, saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdoms of our God and the power of his Christ. Why? For the accuser, the accuser. of the brethren is come down, Mercy. which accuses them before God day and night. Mm. So Jesus called those people who caught her sinning, accusers, accuser. and Jesus uh -huh. called the devil. Accused. Okay. Uh -huh. okay, then we have to go back to John. See, that's why the Bible says study. You have to go for back and forth, back and forth. Uh -huh. Find out what the Bible is saying. Now we want to go back to John 8 and we want to look at verse 44. Jesus, and this is the question. John 8, 44. If we catch people in sin, accusers, then who is our father? Ooh, yeah, that's a hit in the eye. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> it says here, ye are of your father, the devil, uh -huh. and the lust of your father ye will do. He was an accuser. You are an accuser. Uh -huh. So when you catch people sinning, you're being like your daddy. Yeah. Ye will do. <laughs> He was a murderer from the beginning and a bold not in the truth Amen. because the truth is not in him. Uh, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own for he is the father, for he is a liar and the father of it. And I said, mm -hmm. why would he call him a liar? When he says something about me, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> why would God call him a liar? Because he made sure I got into that. Whatever it was, when he says it, it's the truth. Why would Jesus call him a liar? When they brought Mary mm -hmm. before Jesus, she was caught in the act. 
it's the truth. Then I started thinking. Nobody know her circumstances. Right. Nobody knows my circumstances. Come on. We man. don't know why people do things that they do. That's right. I remember this um um this girl wore this on her shoulder. I got mad about it. She says, uh, don't judge me. God will. I think that's right. I'm mm -hmm. getting mad because I have an attitude and I'm trying to point out sin. <laughs> don't judge. Don't judge. Help. I remember Amen. this actually happened. I saw this lady walking late one night and I pulled over. I said, I'll take you where you want to go. And she jumped in the car and she said, I'm trying to make money. And yep. um, uh, uh -oh. I said, well, I'm not trying to do anything like that, but here, and I gave her some money. Mm -hmm. And then she started talking. She started getting teared up and she mm -hmm. started saying, I wouldn't be doing this, but I need money. I'm hungry and all. And I was like, what? We don't know what people are going through. That's, That's right. right. We have no idea. That's right. What they're going through. And so when we decide you're doing this for this reason, you are a liar. Because the devil has all of us typed into something. That's right. A person, even if you steal a fruit off a person's tree, you might not be stealing. You're just hungry. Oh, right. he's a thief. We always have an answer. And we don't know what the truth is. Mm -hmm. We don't know what the truth is. Um, I want to stop right there because I don't want to go too far. But <laughs> um, I have a lot more to go. But... Um, I wanted to look at three more texts here. And the one is, uh, we have to, everything we hear, if it is in the Bible, if it's truth, we have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And that truth, uh, we can see that in Joshua 24 and 15. 24, 15. It says this. It says, um, if it, it may seem evil, unto you to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods of your father, of the, of the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land we dwell. But as for me and my house, mm -hmm. we will serve the Lord. So God is asking us to choose who we're mm -hmm. going to serve. Choose what we're going to believe. Are we going to believe the preacher says, I got a call out sin? Or are we going to believe God who says, hey, he that's without sin among you cast a stone out. Now, there's another text. And that text is what we ought to always be doing. And that's John 13, verse 34 and 35. God, God is rough on this. John 13 and verse 34. And 35. And the question is in there, who is our example when it comes to calling out sin? John 13 and verse 34 and 35. But that is our Jesus is our example. And mm -hmm. he says this: a new commandment give I unto you. Is this commandment new? No. No, it isn't. But it's new to us. Why? Because the old commandment that we know it says, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Mm -hmm. Jesus just turned it positive. 
And that's what he did in this. He said, a new commandment give I unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Did Jesus call out, did he call out Mary's sin? No. No. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. Amen. Are you treating people with love? Are you treating people with kindness? Are you caring about people? Or are you calling out sin? That's a sin. <laughs> we tell it who our father is. Or are you just loving people? Take them where they are and love them. You know, Mary's going to be in heaven. You know, we talk about, I hear people always talk about prostitutes. That's one prostitute we're going to be in heaven. There's something that I noticed in the Bible. The Bible tells us about three prostitutes that's going to be in heaven. Mm -hmm. Mary is one. And that this is scary now. The second one is Rahab the harlot. Mm -hmm. They called her straight out from where she is. And she's going to be in heaven. And then the Bible tells us about a woman at the well. Mm -hmm. She was a prostitute turned evangelist. The Bible says she went and told the whole city. That's so right. we don't need to cut down on people. We need to lift them up. A new That's commandment right. give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that Amen. you also love one another. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciple. Amen. Your love to one another. Mm -hmm. Let us bow our heads. Father of love and of life, help us to love, Lord. Yes. Better each day. Our fellow man, Lord. Because that's the only way we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. We thank you for giving us this time. And we're asking you to please give us that love. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen.